The first reading is the St. Francis prayer. Listen, for God is still speaking. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. A reading from John 14, 25 through 27. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Thank you, Marion. Scripture has been read, interpreted by beautiful music from the choir. Let us be together in a spirit of prayer. God, we pray for your peace to settle upon us all, and including the preacher. Oh God, may these words that I share incomplete and partial though they are may they be sanctified in your love and in your spirit and help us to hear the news of the gospel amen so i just want to invite you to imagine for a moment that you are in the upper room with jesus and his disciples on the last night that they were together just to imagine that you were there imagine what it was like Imagine perhaps that the doors are closed and yet you can still hear coming up from the streets shouts. Imagine perhaps that you can hear through closed doors the stomping of boots of soldiers on clay stone cobbled streets. Imagine you are there in the upper room and you could hear the whispers of your colleagues and your friends speaking in hushed tones to each other. Whispers of possible betrayal, whispers of what is to come next and what the future may hold. And your heart races and you are feeling that fear has sucked all the oxygen out of the room. And all you can think about in your mind are nails and thorns and whips and chains and violence. Imagine that you are there in that moment. Imagine also, too, that in that moment that you're there, there is also a sense of intimacy and a vulnerability that you experience, that there's something about being in that upper room that you can, you can just 
you can smell the wine being poured, and you can, you can smell the bread being broken, and you can smell the dirt-clogged feet being washed by a warm basin of water. Imagine that you are there in that moment, and there in that moment you hear a voice, a soft, gentle voice. And the voice says, Do not be afraid. Let not your hearts be troubled. And fear not. And you think to yourself, are you kidding? Really? Seriously? Don't be afraid? And then Jesus says to you, look, I am sending the Holy Spirit to be with you. And the Holy Spirit will remind you of all the things that I have said to you, will bring to your remembrance all that I have said, and will teach you everything. And then Jesus says these words, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, but as I give. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. And you realize when you hear those words that this is God's peace. This is an inner peace. I love the children's sermon Meredith talked about, that seed, that inner peace. It is not the peace of the world. It is not just the absence of conflict, but it is the presence of something else, something deeper and richer. It is not just the peace that you know is the status quo, that is peace through strength, Pax Americana, where people are still being trampled and abused. No, it's not that kind of peace. It's, a, it's God's peace. It's a river that flows through us. Thank you, Colonial Choir. Peace is like a river that flows between us and through us and among us and connects us all together. That's the peace that Jesus is talking about, this inner peace and the peace of this river. It can sweep all the negativity away. That's the peace that Jesus is talking about. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. That's the promise that Jesus is sharing with his disciples on that night. Friends, that's not just a promise made long ago, but that's a promise that is still true to us today. A promise made is a promise kept and the truth is, is that men and women for hundreds of years, for centuries, testify to this gift of peace from God that has come to them, even in the moments of greatest distress, greatest destruction, the greatest hardship. This peace has come as this amazing gift. In times of extreme disease and disruption, this peace people have received for centuries. A Martin Luther King Jr., for instance, found that peace in his heart even when he was facing the water cannons on the Selma, Alabama, and the Pettus Memorial Bridge. It's that peace that's given to us. Even a woman named Eddie Hilasum, who was a, a mystic, she was a mystic who lived during World War II. She was a Jew in Holland. 
She was, as many of the Jews were, rounded up and taken to a concentration camp and then finally deported to Auschwitz, the notorious concentration camp in Poland. In 1942, she was killed by the Nazis. But here's the thing about Eddie Hillesum. She kept a diary of her experience. Here is this woman. And imagine all this fear around her, suffering, evil, violence, the most horrible things a human being could ever experience. And yet she found within herself peace, peace. And she wrote these words in her diary in the 1940s before she was killed. She writes, I know and share the many sorrows and sad circumstances that a human being can experience, but I do not cling to them. They pass through me life itself as a broad eternal stream. Again, she experiences inside of herself this broad river of peace, of joy, of strength, that nothing can touch her. What I suggest to you, my friends, this morning is that this peace that God gives us, this is not a wimpy peace. This is not a passive peace. This is a peace that comes with strength and courage. Because the truth is that the Holy Spirit does not promise us that trials and tribulations will be lifted from us. No, that is not the promise at all. The promise is that we can transcend them, not remove them. One of my favorite, favorite quotes, whenever I'm in trouble, is from William Sloan Coffin, the famous preacher at Riverside Church for many years. And he said this, he said, you know, here's the truth about God. God offers us minimum protection, but maximum support. Minimum protection, but maximum support. That's the peace of God. Now, friends, I know we were not there in the upper room on that day when Jesus was with his friends for the very last time. No, we, 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 were, we were not there. And maybe we were not in the upper room. And maybe we've never been in a concentration camp, thanks be to God, and lived through what Eddie Hillesum lived through and finally died by. Or maybe we were never shot by water cannons marching for civil rights. Maybe we haven't experienced that kind of adversity, but I bet that you, as I have, have experienced some kind of adversity in our lives. Enough to know that the world is a chaotic place. It is a hard and difficult place to live. And we still live in a time, think the Ukraine, where the quest for power and domination and the effect of that is that people and their lives are being trampled, are being abused, being mistreated, being hurt. Strife and conflict and chaos and storms are part of this world. And not just in faraway places, but here close to home. And sometimes we can even find that strife and conflict in our places of work at a staff meeting where everybody has on a smiley face, but underneath there's hostility and conflict that's brewing. And I hear even of conflict in churches, and not this church, Colonial, but other churches. <laughs> other churches, there's conflict. 
and you walk into a board meeting or a trustees meeting and it looks like everybody's getting along real well, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that's not being said that's being swept under the carpet and then the real meeting happens in the parking lot. <laughs> this is the way the world is, is it not? And sometimes even in, heaven forbid, our families. Thanksgiving table conversation is not what's being said, it's what's not being said that sees under the surface. And there's a lack of peace and harmony even among people that we love the most. And if we are really honest, recognize that sometimes there is not peace within our own hearts. That we can have a smile on our face to the world, but inside there's a Kansas tornado that's raging. And we see with resentment and anger and a determination to push our view of what's right onto everyone else. And maybe, maybe, just maybe it's in that moment when we recognize that about ourselves, that we are open to hear the words of Jesus, the words that said, my peace I give to you, the peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. That moment when we recognize that what's most important is what we bring to the board meeting, what we bring to the staff meeting, what we bring to our families when we sit down and have dinner, and sit across the table with our loved ones tonight, this evening. What's going on inside of us? What do we bring to that situation? Are we bringing peace in our hearts or not? If we want peace on earth, we got to let it begin with me. But how do we do that? How do we find that peace within ourselves. That's the challenge, is it not? It's not easy to do. How do you find that peace? And I think we can begin by saying St. Francis's prayer, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And we recognize that if we're going to find peace within ourselves, we need to do a better job of reaching out to one another. Remember Jesus and Peter. Yes, that Peter on Resurrection Day, that Peter, remember, who betrayed Jesus three times, denied him three times? And then Jesus gave him three times a chance to make amends. And Jesus asked Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, well, of course I love you. He asked him three times, do you love me? Peter kept saying, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then he said, all right, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. It's so powerful to know that what strengthens the coming of the Spirit in our hearts and receiving peace in our hearts, it is those acts of reaching out to one another that strengthen what's deep inside of our souls. You may know the story of the River Kwai. Some of you have seen the movie, The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Has anybody seen the movie, The Bridge Over the River Kwai? It's an old movie. 
A guy named Ernest Gordon was a chaplain at Princeton University for many years, and what made him famous is a book he wrote called On the River Kwai. He was one of the prisoners in that prison camp run by the Japanese in World War II. And he tells a story about what happened at the camp. And he said that for a while, he and his fellow prisoners, to try to, praying to God to mitigate the captivity and the deprivation they experienced, did everything they could. They prayed really hard. They studied their scriptures. They did all this effort to try to reach God and pray that they would get some relief from the suffering they were going through. But God did not do anything. God did not deliver them from the situation that they were in. And some of the men became very disillusioned. In fact, they, some of them just lost their faith outright. They just gave up on their faith, gave up on their religion. But then you know what happened. Some of the men began to reach out to each other. And even though they were in prison, and even though there was so little they could do, and so little resources they had, they began to take care of each other. And then one man would help somebody else, and then the person that was weakest in the prison would be the one that they would help the most, help this person get up, help them stay alive. In fact, the reporting, Ernest Gordon says that some people actually literally gave up their lives for their fellow prisoners. Can you imagine that? The depth of that caring, of that love, that compassion. And you know what happened? Those acts of love and compassion strengthened the inner life of those prisoners. They found strength from that. They found that inner peace that the Spirit promised. Through those acts of love and caring with each other, they found that peace. Now I think about, you know, who we are in a faith community like Paul Neal, United Church of Christ. This is who we are. We are people gathered in words of William Coffin. A church is a place where we try to think, speak, and act in God's way. Not in the way of a fear-filled world. A church is a home for love that you and I are the instruments of God's peace here in the life of this community. Whether we're helping a family in the Congo that's just settled here as refugees in Kansas City, whether it's reaching out to somebody who's been in the hospital, whether it's going home this afternoon and just writing a simple note, whether it's daring to step out a little bit and do something risky and just tell somebody, you know, I'm just thinking of you. So many things that we can do. We are a community here to support each other and create those opportunities where we can be instruments of God's peace. So I want to leave with you just three things, all right? A three-point sermon. <laughs> Number one, there's God's peace, and it's different than the world's peace. It's an inner peace. It's God's gift to us. Number two, that if we want peace on earth, we need to tap into that inner peace in our lives, God's peace. And number three, how do we nurture that inner peace in our lives? By doing acts of kindness and compassion, like those prisoners 
in that prisoner of war camp on the River Kwai in World War II. So friends, I invite you. Yes, I know we weren't there on the last night of Jesus' life with his friends. We were not in the upper room. But friends, in some ways we are in the upper room. And there will be times in our lives to come when we will be in situations where we are surrounded by fear and chaos. We will be in those places again. And it is in those times that we can hear the words of Jesus. It's a promise made and it's a promise kept because hundreds of people, thousands throughout history have testified to the truth of this promise. That we can hear the words, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, but as I give. Let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. Amen.